Blog Talk Radio. beautiful pieces of life and string them together. And there's no time of year where that rings more true than now where we are sit, sitting in a fully festive version of Christmas and all around you are Christmas lights that are strung up and ornaments that are strung up. And life really does string itself together for those who take the time to notice and honor it and bring the light of the holidays and of your daily lives into your life. We kind of work here at Mama's Pearls to take it to a deeper level. And um, I don't know if my co-hostess, Melissa, is going to be joining us today as we we talked about a little bit last week on on the show, she is has been caring for her daughter who underwent a major surgery, and she's. Doing, I'm happy to report that her daughter is doing great. She is such a little superstar. She's not even three years old, and this little girl's been through through so much, and it's just a daily example of the strength and fighting spirit of our children. So thank you to everyone. And Melissa wanted me to just pass on a note of thanks for everybody who's been holding her and her daughter in her hearts and minds and sending lots of healing energy. It's definitely been working. And I find around the time of the of Christmas and of the holidays that it is a time to open up your space and your minds and your hearts and to give out a little bit more more healing energy and to take that for yourselves. We're closing out a year and last week also on the show we were talking with Katya Presnell who is a total super mom and the theme of the week was the local polar express and we were really talking to Katya about taking that ride and gearing gearing yourself for the holidays you know there's so much that goes on and there's so much that you want to do and what, especially I, I find like when you're a mom that you are responsible for literally almost everything and anything in your family and also in regards to like the social activities in your family, which by extension is preparing for the holidays, doing all the gift giving and making sure that your kids also have that that um, deeper connection to what it all actually means. We kind of seem to just get on this holiday train or the train even our daily lives when it's not the holiday season and go, 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 go. And in the meantime, we're kind of missing the meaning of why we got on the train in the first place. So Katya Presnell, who really, like I said, is a total superstar. She's really a corner, a cornerstone um, person in the social media space, having, having is, she's now the community relations director for, um, for Collective Bias, and she also has her own lifestyle brand, Skimbako, which I'm still saying it wrong. She told me last week how to say it correctly, and I'm still saying it wrong. So sorry, Katya. Um, but she was walking through how 
how she was just on this train, riding it hard, trying to be the most perfect wife, the most perfect mother, trying to do everything herself. And what that that note of perfection meant to her was to literally have everything in her house that was homemade and everything for her child's homemade, including their clothes and including all their all their materialistic things that she felt that she had to make in this to herself. That every single um that every single meal was a home cooked meal. Now <clears throat> that's all well and good. And if you can do that excuse me, I, I still have this never ending cold. But if you can do that day in and day out, more power to you. But there was also this sense of connection and this whole other side to Katya that she felt that she was missing out on um, in her daily life. And that was really the connection and the ability to just let go every once in a while and to give up the sense of perfection. One of the pearls that came out of last week's show was that you can lower your standards and everything, when you do that, will still be beautiful and will still have meaning. And in fact, when you lower your standards and you don't have to be perfect with everything that you do, you might actually gain more meaning and gain gain more sense of, per, of perfectness in that everything is in its perfect order. You don't have to be running around and racing around doing a million things and, <clears throat> excuse me, and having a super spotless house that you can have, you can let go, and in letting go, you gain so much to you. You call to you so much love. So I absolutely love Katya. I think she is a woman on the go, and she is doing amazing things. And once she pulls out of doing so much in her home life, she's now able to make room for herself and focus on her career. And her career, if you know of her, you can just watch her, and she's continually taking off into new directions and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm just really glad that she was able to join us last week. Again, you can find the full the or full conversation with Katya on the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com slash pearls. And again, the show last week was the local Polar Express. You can also feel free to call in and speak to me and our special guest today. The call-in number is 347-327-9450. If you do have any last-minute shopping that you need to do, I mean, we're hitting the week of Christmas, folks. You guys should be all done. The presents should be all ready to go. All your holiday cards should be sent out. My holiday cards are still not done, and I'm still a little bit behind. But if you do still need some holiday gifts, we've had some wonderful guests on our show this past year. You might want to take a look through through the archives. You might want to visit the Mama's Pearl shop that we have on our website, which is www.mamaspearls.com, and go through there because we've had some amazing, amazing gifts. One of my favorites is a holiday gift set from our sponsor, which is Little Pimco. And Little Pimco, if you remember, in El Nino, we spoke with creator and founder Julia Pimsler Levine, is a line of foreign language DVDs and music that you can give to children. And I just love it. And my kids love the French Panda. We're listening to the French series, and they love the French Panda. So you get a special discount if you mention the code PIMPEARLS, that's P-I-M-P-E-A-R-L-S, and I suggest that you all take a take a look over there, www.littlepim.com. So now that we have decided that it's okay to let go and we've gotten <clears throat> off the Polar Express and we're right 
right in the right in the transit time of wanting to hibernate and really get into the holiday spirit, which is our theme this week is holiday spirit. One of the things that I always start thinking about is what is the true meaning of the holidays? You know, we've just had we've just had Hanukkah and the Hanukkah lights have, have already dwindled out, which is kind of ironic in the sense that we're kind of in this transit time but fully going into Christmas. And I had invited um, the rabbi from my temple, Rabbi Erin Zeplowitz, to be with us on today's call to really explore, one, the connection between the holidays and because when I look at Christmas, one of my favorite family traditions, and I write about it in this week's Mama's Pearls blog, is that we used to, I remember being a kid and getting all excited as the Christmas lights would just fill up the nighttime sky. You know, I didn't celebrate Christmas, but I became an Advent observer in the sense that Christmas was filled all around us. And if you and if you live in this world and you are connected with your with technology and you do get out of the house or you turn on the radio or you go into any any store. The holiday spirit and Christmas is all around us. You know, we we really cannot escape it. It's it's glaring in your face with the twinkling, beautiful lights. It's in every store. You have the music playing, and you really just it's contagious the feeling. And when I was looking at the deeper meaning and wanting to explore that today, you know, because we we tend to tap into the magic of holidays only on the holidays. So how can we bring that into our lives? And again, one of my favorite traditions with my family, the most fond holiday family memories and traditions, were when I was younger, hopping into the cars like the as the sun went down. And luckily, we have, now have the winter solstice, so the nights are the Christmas nights and the winter nights are now longer. And we would drive around in my parents' car, just looking for different Christmas light displays. And we would look for, like, the the biggest and gaudiest and tackiest lights. And if you only had, like, one candle in the window, we would totally drive by and pan that house and, you know, what what poor displays that that person could put on until we would find, like, the true magical houses. And I'm sure you have that one house in your neighborhood or or a nearby neighborhood, which just goes over and above and beyond and puts, like, the National Lampoon's house to shame where every inch of lawn and every inch of house is completely lit up into the night sky and it just screams Christmas. One of my favorite houses that we was on our regular route and we you know we do have a route in the neighborhood of my parents live of the houses that we would have to go and see for the holidays and this house literally was a gingerbread house. <clears throat> now many people We'll put a gingerbread house on the lawn, but I'm telling you, this is the house where the where the gingerbread man would live. And in in this house, it's like a tiny red house with like the white trim on on the windows on the on the door, and it's the tiny little red house. And they would always do the most magical Christmas displays. I mean, they had to. It's a gingerbread house. So I talk about it all the time, and I've been talking about it with my kids. My kids are just starting to come up, come to the age where they're understanding Christmas and they're understanding it's a holiday, and when they see the lights, they also get excited. 
And we were at my parents' house last week, and we did the same thing. We piled in the car. We were getting, you know, the gingerbread houses, like, on our route to go home. And as we pulled up the block, I started, you know, talking about it and, you know, reminding them how, reminding them or sharing with them how, you know, for for eves and eves of Christmas past, you know, my family with, with Grandpa Larry and Grandma Gail, we would pile into the car and go look for lights, and we're about to show them the gingerbread house. And as we crept up the block, I noticed that the the block was dark. And I started wondering, I'm like, wait, did we miss it? Are we on the right block? What's happening? <clears throat> and as we pulled up to the gingerbread house, it was fully dark. There was no lights. There was nothing. There was just one lonely sign that basically read, you know, due to thieves stealing our Christmas displays, we will no longer be having our Christmas display. And I was so upset. I mean, how can anybody go and steal from the gingerbread man? It just seems outrageous to me. So my kids, of course, they start, you know, my son Colby was just starting to laugh at me and kind of being like, wow, that, that's awesome, Mom. Great. Thanks for taking us and showing us the cute little red house. But it started getting me to think about the connections that I had to this holiday and to the to the um, tradition of my memories and what it meant for me for this person who you know the people who live in the gen- the gingerbread house you know for anybody who has to go outside and make the effort and spend you know it must take them days not just a day or a Sunday um, days to put on that display. You know, for them to do that was such a generous act of spirit in the first place. And then for me to just kind of expect that I was going to continue to see that year after year and then to not have it. I mean, one, it was a real kick in the gut, but it was a real eye opener for me about what is the true spirit of the holidays. You know, what am I really searching for and like that random connection that I have each year to the gingerbread house? What is it about the magic of the lights, you know, that we carry? There's a symbolism in both Christmas and in in Hanukkah about light. You know, and was it an external display or is there something deeper that we can go into? So I think here is where I'm going to welcome our guest today. We his for short we we call him Rabbi Z in the community, and Rabbi Z has always been able to to take us to a little bit deeper and spiritual place. And one of the questions I asked him, and one of the things we were talking about before the show, was how can we bring this light and this holiday magic into our daily lives and into our regular practice? So in keeping with the true meaning of the holiday season, I wanted to bring Rabbi Z, who's, who's been such an instrumental figure in his community, in our community, for a rather long time and who is also a well-known figure in his in his own right as well as a big proponent for for teaching and also for youth and also in developing youth programs and bringing people to to Israel. So I really wanted to welcome and I'm truly honored and feel extremely blessed to welcome um Rabbi Z to the Mama's Pearl show. Rabbi Z, are you with us? I am Cynthia. Thank you very much for uh for having me on your show. And uh I, I wanna Thank wish you. uh not only uh all of your listeners who are observing Christmas a very Merry Christmas, but for those who are not, 
just a wonderful, happy season for Hanukkah, for Kwanzaa, or for Diwali, or for whatever it is that people are observing in their lives. Thank you so much. And, you know, I, I should pause and, and just kind of say I was also hoping to bring on um, on a priest today, but mainly so I can just make a joke about having a priest and a rabbi on Mama's Pearls, but, um, you know, being getting wrapped up in the season, I didn't have an actual chance. So maybe we'll do that next week. And, um, you know, but I really wanted to have a representative from the religious um, religious side in talking about faith and in talking about meaning of the holidays because, you know, for me, I find like, People go into in search of meaning around the holidays, and people go back to their faith. Um, and for me, it was just so important to have a representative of the clergy, you know. And I'm, I'm happy that that you, that you're with us today to kind of bring us back to why we choose to, be, you know, have beliefs and have faith. Well, thank you. I guess the week before Christmas, uh, ministers and priests are a little busy and rabbis get a little bit less. They're a little busy. They <laughs> have plenty of time to be able to talk this week. So I'm happy to have that conversation. Ra- and I hope what right. I say can uh, be translated uh, wherever people are in their lives. So uh, would you like me to talk a little bit about some of the things you've been talking about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that, that you spoke about was uh, taking the rides uh, out to, to see the Christmas lights. And and what I was mm-hmm. thinking about was, you know, why do we wait uh, so often in our lives for only these special moments? And, you know, there's right. there are lights all around us and, and uh, spiritual opportunities all around us. And uh, I think one of the things that we can and, and should do as parents is really take a look and help our kids see the miraculous in every moment. Um, just the other day, for example, uh, or just the day before yesterday, there was a lunar eclipse, and uh, it reminded mm-hmm. me of when uh, I would take my my children, who are now in their 20s, uh, but when they were younger, we would go out uh, in our car on a summer night or a spring evening, and uh, in the summer we would look out on, in August and lay out on the car hood at the Perseid meteor showers. Or if I one night saw the aurora borealis, I'd wake them up at 2 in the morning uh, to see that. Uh, I think if you um, let uh, children go to the zoo, uh, I think people, uh, parents absolutely understand that there is something miraculous about the diversity of the world around us. Um, kids get it. They really do. Um, you know, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, they, they see the joy and the fun in uh, raking leaves. And uh, seeing that, I think, even as a that, – that, that cycle of life, of uh, instead of seeing the autumn, for example, as a time of darkness and, and despair, going out in the leaves and seeing the colors, that that's part of the glorious gift that we've been given in our lives, to, to be part of – of, of a of a whole much bigger than us, and and I would hope that um, every uh, faith uh, tradition uh, really incorporates that sense of the miraculous in every day. And um, while it's wonderful to do it at holiday times and seasons, I think the the power of a of a religious community and a faith is helping us see it in, in every moment. Uh, so I think that that's one thing that we can do. Um, Secondly, I think that there is something really powerful uh, 
about a regular routine. I come from a Jewish tradition where we have a Shabbat or the Sabbath, and that notion of a weekly time when we turn uh, off the email or we turn off uh, kind of the, for me, I I don't go shopping on on Shabbat. for me, it's just doing something that is outside the norm. There are different traditions within Judaism and different ways in different faiths about understanding. But whatever it is, uh, I, I think it's interesting that even um, outside of the traditional faith community, there are people that are beginning to explore what does it mean to take a Sabbath? What does it mean to just stop and take some time right. to be? And I think that that's a, a wonderful opportunity to routinely on a, uh, for me it's a Friday night or a Sabbath morning. Some people might say we're going to, on Sunday night, we're going to regularly do things as a family. I think that's important. But related to that is the routine of, uh, uh, generally of, of going to sleep. In, in the Bible, it talks about, loving God when you lie down and when you rise up. And it reflects the fact that it should be part of your daily life, but how does one incorporate that? So, you know, when I first had children, I forgot that when my parents, uh, blessed memory, were, were uh, uh, when I was young with my parents, they used to say prayers with me, and and we would say a prayer remembering all of my grandparents and my uncles and aunts and my cousins and friends and all the people who I love me, and then we would say amen. And it would remind me that right. I was connected not only to parents who loved me, but a larger family uh, of which I was uh, a, a part. And and I think that routine of slowing down and saying something is, is important. Um, one of the things that I did as a parent when I was younger with our children is we used to have a little sort of cute routine, I think, of saying, do I love you because you're smart? And I w- they would say no. And I said, but are you smart? Yes. Do I love you because you're beautiful? No. But are you beautiful? Yes. Do I love you because you're you're caring? No, I don't love you because you're caring. But you are caring. And, and so on. So then at the very end, so why do I love you? I love you just because you're you. And that notion, I think, is inherent in many faith traditions, that we aren't valued because of what we accomplish or how successful we are. We're loved and we're valued because we exist. And I think that that is the ultimate message of self-esteem that's really powerful, that comes out of faith, and that um, that can be taken from this holiday season and be moved throughout year. So those are some messages. I can give you more, but I'd be happy to take questions from you or from yeah. others. Or no, I, I, lo- I, I, I love all that you're saying about, you know, one, taking it from the start of, you know, why is it something that only occurs once, twice, three times a year around the holidays where people kind of step out of their houses and into the greater spirit of what connects us. You know, we're all consciously celebrating something at the same time. There is a powerful, there is a powerful energy that forms in a collective. And, you know, but you're right. The lights and magic are all around us all of the time, you know, buried within nature, buried within, you know, each other. And it's 
it's only buried if you choose not to look. When you choose to look, it's right there laid out in front of you. One of the things that I started doing with my my children at a very young age, which I love, is, um, but I think we're also in my family a little bit different because my kids tend to stay up later than other other children. But we throw up the blinds at night and we look out at the sky. You know, on some nights when it's cloudy, we can't see the stars. And when the stars are out, like actually last night where we had that beautiful, amazing full moon and a full winter skyscape with a ton of stars, my kids started literally jumping up and down. We're so exciting. The whole room was glowing from the moon. And my daughter just started started screaming, the stars, the stars, I love you, stars, I love you, stars. And, you know, to me, like, that is a magical moment that we can do every night. It doesn't cost a penny. you got to just go outside and look up. And so many of us forget to look up. We're so kind of huddled in the, you know, our immediate surroundings, we forget to look out at the the larger world. And that's one of the reasons why I think people can't take a break from what they're doing because they're so worried about taking care of everything in their immediate um, their immediate vicinity in, in their daily lives to take that break, to reconnect with nature, to look up at the stars, and then, one, to remember to do it yourself is one thing, but it's quite another to bring your children into that practice with you. Well, so, um, you know, yeah. Well, one, of the th- one of the other things that I think, Cynthia, that, that, that is important is for ourselves and for our children is to remind ourselves that we really gain a great deal ourselves by giving. Um, in Hebrew, right. the, there's an interesting, the word for give is natan. You could spell it in English, N-A-T-A-N. But what's interesting is whether you spell it frontwards or backwards, it's the same. And mm-hmm. um, what that, what I think that teaches is that when you give to somebody, you're also receiving. And so this, right. at this season, people love to give gifts, and I think they also love to volunteer. And that notion of... Uh, taking something that you have, uh, your time, maybe your finances, and giving back. Uh, I know that for in our congregation for Hanukkah, some people made a conscious decision that four days they give their children gifts, mm-hmm. and four days they, they give gifts to others in need. And they, they, make okay. a, they have a family conversation about what and who ought to receive gifts. Um, Going to uh, the soup kitchens, uh, being involved with helping um, those who have a particular um, needs in hospitals. Again, I think that that notion of giving back to the society mm-hmm. we've we've been given the gift of our lives. How do we give back? Right. That's right there in this season of the year, but that can be translated yeah. into a regular routine. Um, again, in our home, what we we do is we, whenever we have spare change just lying around, if, I, if we see spare change, the rule is it never stays on the counter. It goes into a little box, a uh, charity box that uh, we call a pushka, and at a certain point we just give that money to those in need. Um, and I think, again, it's creating the routine of giving that one understands that that's not for special occasions, but that's just part of being alive. Right. 
Right. Um, there's a couple of thoughts that I'm having as you're saying that. One is of Brigham Young's pearl, which he says, love the giver more than the gift, which kind of seems very symbolic to the story you were saying about with your children and recognizing the traits in them that you love um, are not just because of any one trait, but of also in recognizing the fact that, and I know so many parents are so busy with their list, their holiday shopping list and, and crossing it off that, and sometimes, um, and I was talking to a teacher the other day, it's like sometimes they, they just want to hear thank you. They just want to take a moment and be appreciate, appreciated. So, you know, yes, you can do that through a gift and you can drop it off, but I find it's so much more meaningful when you give that that hand delivery, when you do take the time, whether it's you're giving a gift or you're giving, a to- giving time of yourself to a charity. One of the things I, I love about this time of year, but it's also very overwhelming, is when I look at my, my inbox with emails, it's flooded with different organizations, you know, and different calls to to action and to participate in their, you know, in their end of the year um, or holiday um, mitzvahs and charity activities. Um, one of the things that I find is it, kind of hard is picking and choosing which ones to do and then fitting that into my regular routine. What I started doing this year with my with my children was, you know, telling them that they're going to have to pick, you know, at least two of their toys that they want to give away. Um, and I've been looking and excited to, to join up with an organization to actually bring them with me to wrap them up and give them to another child. And, right. Well, you know, one my of the son, things that I it, think is also, particularly yeah. with, with, with older elementary school children, fourth grade, fifth grade, uh, students mm-hmm. and certainly older is to also give them the smarts about how to give intelligently because uh, money can be used in different ways and so um, and there are right. some charities that uh, have very low overheads and other charities that frankly spend most of their 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 income on fundraising itself and I want certainly right. my charitable donations to, as much as possible, go to those most in need and being used by those in need. So I go to websites like Charity Navigator and so on to help, and, 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 I've, and I've gone with my children to the, with those sites and say, look, you need to look and see what is it that they do in the same way that you comparison shop for the gifts that you give. You should comparison shop for the money that you uh, are, are giving because you want your dollars to go further in terms of the good that it can do. They can do. Right, and I I love the. I mean, for me, it's a matter of engaging my children as well. You know, one for them to be grateful when they do receive a present. I mean, I think that so many kids these days just kind of expect presents because they're constantly showered with presents for their birthdays and for holidays and just, you know, when grandma pops over. Um, But to really have that appreciation when they do get something, particularly when it's something that they, they love, but then also having that careful balance of them not getting too attached to any one thing because it's just a thing. And and really looking at their parents or whoever it gave and having that connection with me and with you know and with whoever did give them give them the presence and somehow I feel like our our society has gotten so consumeristic 
that we lose that sense of connection and that it is we put so much stuff in between us. Well, again, I think you're you're absolutely right. One of the things I think, particularly at this time of the year when there's so many things that we're we're thinking about right. getting for one another, that um you know, there are different ways to give and I think you have to know the people that you're giving to. Um sometimes right. it's not really just a thing. Sometimes it's the experience or the time that you can give. And you say, uh, you know, particularly in a, in a time when, when, you know, money is tight in a recession, there are some families who might not be able to give the same amount of things, but what you could do is you could say, I'm going to give you a certificate for a Sunday walk on the beach or um, a Sunday walk in the park. Just the opportunity to say thank you, I think, is, is really important. For those people who have so many things, and there are families that just have so much that what do you get them? I got a gift this year from somebody who who gave me a certificate that allowed me to make a donation. They had made a donation, but then allowed me to make the donation to a cause that I cared about. That was very meaningful because I'm at the stage in my life, frankly, where, you know, you spend the first 40 years of your life accumulating in the next 40 years of your life trying to get rid of some of these things and, and, and get into something smaller. So I think that there's really ways that you can give creatively, uh, even to even to your adult children, uh, that, um, that are also important uh, ways of looking beyond the kind of traditional gift box. Um, but again, I think it just takes some time uh, to be able to... to to do that. Right. And as far as creativity goes, one of um one thing I found in just researching for today's show was Christmas gift suggestions by Oren Arnold. And he says the perfect gifts are to your enemy forgiveness, to an opponent tolerance, to a friend your heart, to a customer service, to all charity. To every child, a good example, and to yourself, respect. Mm-hmm. I love that. Those are I great love gifts. that because, yeah, those are, are really great, beautiful gifts that, you know, but those type of gifts I find are even harder to give and to receive than going out to a store and just picking something off the shelf. Right. You know, those gifts take work. Those take gifts take commitment. Those those gifts take you on a journey and a process. Um, you know, which we all tend to tend to side sidestep and in favor of just going out. You know, going to a store and picking up a gift. Right. Right. Well, the one other thing uh, that that also raises is is that. Um, you know that that people come into the the holiday season with a variety of different um blessings in their own lives. I mean some people have right. large families and and that can be absolutely right. wonderful but can also be a challenge. I mean you don't always like the family that you're going to be with. So how do you teach your children by by model that um you don't always have to agree with or 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 particularly like everybody but you can still treat them with respect and how do you when you engage your family at these settings where you're sitting down you may not 
have seen them for six months or even a, a year. How do you engage your family in a way that teaches your children the kind of relationships you would want? Because it's very easy to say one thing, but, but I think children clearly hear mostly what their parents model and do rather than what they say. Um, oh, and the yeah, other they, thing is, is that there are some people everything. who have nobody. And this can be a very lonely mm-hmm. time of the year and a very difficult mm-hmm. time of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's perhaps a, an important reminder to us to always try to think who's on the outside, who's left out, who's different, how do we find ways, again, not just for this holiday, although it's important, but how do we help people feel that they belong? And that, again, is why I'm a, I'm a big believer in community. I really, I know that, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ha- happy to be on the Internet and I use the, the computer and I think social media is wonderful, but I do think there's something very powerful about joining a faith community where you see people's tears in their sorrow, mm-hmm. when you share their laughter, uh, when they're when they're sharing happiness and joy, that powerful ability to look beyond yourself to see somebody else, I think, is something that you can do at this season, but really can be and should be part of our lives in general. Yeah, I think that that is beautiful, and there is. There is a power and magic happens just when you're in a room filled with other people and sharing sharing a space and sharing your stories, sharing your joy and sharing um and sharing your tears you know when you when you were saying that about loneliness i I was really grateful that you brought that up because the end of the year can be a very dark, heavy time for people, and it certainly doesn't help that people are winding up their books for their year financially and you know making their resolutions and kind of looking in their memory bank of this year, which is two thousand ten and it's really a time that if you cannot lay your shadows of the past year to rest, that you can get in it stuck in a very, very dark, dark place. So the idea, again, of bringing in light of the holidays and kind of grasping and and really bringing that into your life and kind of seeing the next year as an optimistic optimistic landscape that you can kind of paint and pepper however you want is so hard for people, for some people to see. And I'm hoping everybody, you know, listening here today who has, you know, the access to the Internet and, um, and to the show that, you know, that they're not feeling that way. But if you do know somebody who is in that space who you love and care about, you know, to try and reach out um, to them. And if they don't want to hear you directly, send them that intent for them. I don't know if I yes, have... Do you have minutes. other suggestions? Yeah. I don't know if I have two minutes to tell a little story. How much time do I have here? Yeah, go ahead. So I tell a story about an apple tree that in the springtime looks up at the stars and says, oh, I wish I could be like the star. And then as the apple tree's leaves begin to grow, she looks up through the leaves and says, I wish I could be like the star. And the star says, you are a star. The apple tree says, no, I'm just an apple tree. As the 
apples begin to bud and to grow, the apple tree continues to wish and says to the star, if only I could be like you. And the star keeps saying, but you are a star. There's a star right inside of you. And the apple tree just doesn't believe it. And as the autumn comes and the leaves begin to change, the apples ripen and um, the apple grows sad until one of the apple uh, apples on the tree falls down and the, the apple cracks, but not from the top to the bottom, but across the middle in a straight line. And suddenly the apple tree looks down and in that seed pod, since there's five different petals that come out from the middle, it looks like a star. And mm-hmm. the apple tree says, there's a star that was inside me all the time. All these stars. And the star looks down and says, you see, it was there inside of you. You just have to learn to look. And I think that that's really the key, is, is that those that these holidays and this the lights of this time of the year are a reminder of those lights that are all around us all the time. You just have to learn how to look and maybe just slice things in a slightly different way so you can learn to see <laughs> those stars inside here. <clears throat> just got to chop yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes in our lives um, we feel like we're chopped <laughs> up because we're moving in so many different directions. It's a little hard this time of the year for people because they're rushing and, and hurrying and trying to get everything done. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to that, take that's a breath. That's what it feels you know? like you, the end of the just, year. Like... You, know, you may not get it all done. You just might get it. At the beginning, you said sometimes a little imperfect is okay. It yeah, really a lot imperfect is okay. Yeah, it yeah, really but I think that's that's what it. I mean, you, you just feel like there's a speed up until the new year hits. You know, to try and close out, tie up all your loose ends for 2010. You know, so you don't carry over something that shouldn't be carried over into the new year. And um, I think that's probably the undercurrent of why people want a white Christmas because, like Melissa was saying last week, when you have a snow day, you don't really have a choice. Everything else gets canceled. That's right. And, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You just, you know, when it snows outside and when we head into winter, it's like you can want to run and do as much as you can, but you're not going to get anywhere fast. So you might as well just take your kids, bundle them up, throw them outside, and get into get into nature and throw some snowballs. <laughs> right, right. Well, I grew up in the Buffalo area, so we had those on a regular basis, so maybe that's why I'm more relaxed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- it, that's intense up there. That is intense. We have we haven't had it so bad yet, but I'm I'm waiting, and I know my my kids are anxiously waiting. We had one small small snowfall last week. And my kids were already going out and wanting to, you know, play in the snow and, and have snow in snowball fights and all that kind of fun stuff. And, you know, to me the magic of a winter wonderland and what makes it wonderful is to have that quiet time. You know, last year around winter, you know, my husband and I and our family were going through a really tough personal time. But at the same time, it was so beautiful to just have those snow days and it really just kept us bonded and kept us together and it was just peaceful and quiet and 
when you can find those exceptions and again, you know, not having to wait for something like a snow day or to wait for a holiday like Christmas, which, you know, you have really nobody has a choice but to get swing into the spirit of these days, you know, to to find those little moments of pause in your daily routine and really making a part of your daily routine is what we've been consistently, you know, working um, you know, what I've been consistently working on personally, but also through Mama's Pearls in this show and the blog to help bring those little bits of um a really like a recess, you know, it's like a winter recess to people in their daily lives. So, you know, thank you again for for just um reinforcing that notion that we can bring these practices and this magic of, of the holiday season into our daily lives and routines. You know, do you have some other ways that we can that we can do that just on a on a day to day practice? Well, uh, it, it is interesting as you were talking. I think uh, one of the things is is to be reminded that that we can also learn. I think I touched on this a little bit, but to learn from our children. Um, sometimes right. our children ask us questions that make us pause. Um, why do we do things in a particular way, or why are we in a particular way? And even as we're older, as I mentioned, my children are are, are in university or actually even beyond. But uh, last year we were uh, in one of those uh, snowstorms uh, that we had here in the New York area. And uh, my daughter, whose birthday is this week, uh, we all went out for, against uh, the advice of my children, I said, no, no, we should go out and... We went out for dinner, and we ended up getting uh, stuck. We, uh, we uh, A three-mile, uh, three-minute uh, car ride took us two and a half hours, and we had to literally have the all of us out in the back of the car pushing the car, and I was getting upset, and I was angry, and they were laughing and having the ball, having a ball. They thought it was just the best thing they'd ever had uh, to be able to right. be together because they, they live in different parts of uh, the country. And so they were all together. They're in the back of the car pushing the car. They think it's so much fun and so different. (laughs) And I'm getting upset. And we had to abandon our car. And they said, look, nobody got hurt. Nobody. It was fine. And and long after we forget most days, we will will laugh and and joke about that. And I think I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to the moment, and I wasn't listening to them. Uh, That Mm -hmm. it was a it was a gift, and instead of worrying so much, but you you may you may be a rabbi, but you're still a man, so we will forgive you. All of us, all of us, have to to listen to our kids and be reminded to sometimes. Sometimes uh, it's not us in control. We just have to learn to to float, and sometimes better than uh, flight than fight. Well, I I think that is so beautiful and so perfect, and I think at the the core of Christmas and the holidays is to kind of re-engage and connect with your inner child and just set her out. You know, you're, I think at our core, we all just really want to play. We all want to dive headfirst into the leaves, into the snow. You know, we all want to dive on Santa's lap and tell him what we want. And um, we we forget that we can do that. You know, it's become socially unacceptable to, you know, to be childlike and to have that fun and that spirit and that, okay, Dad, even if we have to push our car, like, this is hysterical. Let's just know that we're going to remember this moment forever and ever and ever, that that's like the, the true 
bonding and and family memories. I mean, as you say that, so many memories <laughs> come in of my family because oh, my family is like a little bit special. <laughs> And we always have just the most ridiculous things happen to us all the time that, you know, but those are the things that that really spark you into, one, sharing that ridiculous moment and, you know, and just loving the people that you're you're sharing and have that memory with. You know, it's just, it can be just ultimately hilarious if you let it. You know, I think so many people, they they can't let themselves smile. They can't let themselves just be light and just be childlike. And it's just, you know, none of us should be that serious. None of us should be Scrooge. None of us should be the Grinches that going and stealing the gingerbread house's decorations. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Let, life, let that... life, life is the gift to be enjoyed, for sure. Yeah, it's it's about the lightness. It's about the fun, and you know, learning from our children. I mean, my God, my 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 children teach me so much every single day, and you know, I just um, I I don't know. It's just it's so everything I do is that much lighter yet deeper and richer because of my children, and particularly when I have their feedback on something or. You know, the other day, my my child called me ridiculous. It's like, Mom, you're being ridiculous. And I, I didn't even know that he knew, like, what that meant. And he really did because I, when I look back at him, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm being absolutely ridiculous right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kids, kids yeah. definitely keep you honest. There's no question about that. And and I think, again, their their joy and their sense of wonder and their sense of the the great hope that every day brings is these are the three uh three of many of the gifts that that uh that having children uh, brings to our lives and even those who don't have children uh I think that just being around children can can help with uh, understanding not only, it's not only that I mean we were all once children ourselves and we all still are children we all all still are God's children so you know and we'll you know all of us have parents whether they're here or passed on that we're all of chi- we're all we are all children um, I think we we try and separate ourselves as adults too much and I think we take too much credit in that you know, authoritative position as an adult. But in the end, we're all just children. We're all still learning and playing and growing and really pra- having a practice run at life. Yeah. I think that uh, one of us, w- w- that's true. It's, we're all, and, and this season certainly brings out the childlike in all of us. I mean, I don't know how you can walk. Wh- one of the things I love doing is just walking around New York uh, Manhattan yeah. and seeing all the lights and seeing all the, the the beauty, but I think more than that, it's just uh, having people be kind to one another. I, you know, it's if, right. if we could take that and and try to bring some of that into the rest of the year, what a gift that would be! Uh, what a gift! Yeah, I th- I think that's a perfect way to kind of close up the substantive part of the of the show because um Harlan Miller also says she says I wish we could put some of the Christmas spirit in jars and open a jar and open a jar of it every single month. 
And I think that's exactly it. And actually, this this Friday I am going, um, it is Christmas Eve day, um, going with my family and going to New York and going to see the tree. And I just love that. And I think it's also pretty beautiful and, and potent this year that Christmas Eve also falls on the Sabbath. So it's a super magical time where everyone's going to kind of be in in that same reflective, joyful and hopefully peaceful place for the for the holidays. And um you know, while we're closing out the substantive portion of the show and I'm I'm so grateful again and just feel very blessed that that you're with us Rabbi Z to kind of talk through these these um these points and add some more lightness and fun to the holiday season. I would love to just ask you some of our come tell mama questions, which I usually close out and ask all of our guests. So if you have two more minutes to indulge me. Okay, I'd love to hear. <laughs> There's one I don't think I can ask you, but uh, the rest I will. <laughs> so when it comes to to you and taking the time, I mean, being a member of a clergy and running a congregation, you're constantly giving so much of yourself to others. What do you do for yourself as far as your luxury indulgence? Um, I I garden, <clears throat> I exercise, and I uh, I like to go to the um, to Interfaith Nutrition Network on occasion and, and feed uh, people lunch uh, because I feel like I get more back than I give. Awesome. Okay, so what is your favorite movie genre? Oh, I'm a big science fiction fan. Always love science That's fiction. Cool. I want to be the first rabbi uh, that reaches the moon. <laughs> Rabbi Sci-Fi. Rabbi Sci-Fi. <laughs> Rabbi Sci-Fi. That's really funny, you know, and it's possible that that could happen within within the near future. I, I, you know, NASA so has it, my application. We'll see what happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> you should just talk to my son. He loves building like little rockets. <laughs> I'll shoot you up. Okay. Good. <laughs> So when it comes to food, what do you prefer, sweet or salty? Salty, for sure, no question. Nice. What do you consider your most beautiful feature? The one I pay attention to. Interesting. Leave leave it to the rabbi to have to make us all think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> And what is the best advice that your mama ever gave you? You won't always succeed, but you're always a success. I love that. <clears throat> I love that. Now, you mentioned in the um, a little bit earlier about some of your websites that you go to to find um, different ways to give to charity. Is there any other information or or direction that you want to give to people in search of um, ways to give or as ways to reach you and reach out to your community? Well, they can always reach me at uh, my email, RabbiZ at com, short for community, C-O-M-M, com, sin, S-Y-N, short for synagogue, dot org, RabbiZ at com, sin, dot org. Uh, I, I'm 
I, I have a particular uh, fund that recently I've uh, found that I, I like a lot called the Good People Fund. Um, but it, it's particularly Jewish fund. It gives uh, mostly to uh, people in Israel, but it has almost no overhead. Uh, uh, it's almost completely volunteer run, and uh, it gives to people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And there's another fund that I like called Kavod, K-A-V-O-D, that uh, also has a complete. That's completely volunteer run. There's absolutely no overhead. Even the uh, mailings are covered by uh, other people who make donations. I like that a lot. And um, I mentioned Charity Navigator that people should uh, take a look at uh, when they make donations to think about what they're giving and where. Okay, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Rabbi Z, wishing you and your family a most joyous holiday and a time for you and your family to just reflect and honor each other and be light and to just be like be like children, to learn Thank and you. let your inner child you. be free. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being here. You're welcome. And may uh, you and uh, everyone listening uh, have not just a happy new year uh, for 2011, but may it be a good year filled with lots of uh, uh, good in uh, each and every day. Thank you so, so much. I'm going to okay. give a big amen to that. Right. <laughs> Thank Thanks you, Rabbi. I really appreciate and, uh, you sharing the, the time Take with care. us. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Shalom. Bye. So, so, everyone, that was Rabbi Z. And, you know, again, as we are just heading into the full blow of the Christmas week and waiting for a new year to come excitingly, you know, just take the time to step back out of your daily routine, enjoy all of the festivities that surround you, and just remember that you can grab glimpses of what is happening into your daily life and make it a regular practice. And like Rabbi Z says, bring it into your routine. It doesn't have to be that complicated to do. You know, just just do it. Take those few moments a day, look out at the stars, walk outside, take a walk to the beach, connect with nature, connect with your children, anything that's going to ignite your heart and your passion for life and for your for your time time here. Our time here is so short and we are lucky that we get to have celebratory times that are pretty much mandated where we have to stop in our tracks and lay down everything that's happening to celebrate. So please enjoy it. Have a safe, wonderful holiday season. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your children. Say I love you. And remember to unwrap the love this holiday. That, by the way, is the pearl of the week, is to unwrap the love. You can find this rebroadcast or any of the past broadcasts here on Blog Talk Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls. Just go through the archives. You can find Melissa or I on email. I'm at Cynthia at Mama's Pearls.com. Melissa is at Melissa at Mama's Pearls.com. You could follow us on Twitter, which is Cintweet, C-Y-N-T-W-E-E-T. And both the Mama's Pearls and M-Shem's blogs are posted at www.mamaspearls.com. Again, have a wonderful, safe, 
festive week, everybody, and we will talk to you possibly next week. We're not sure if we're doing next week or if we're going to wait to the new year, so stay tuned. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.